We are high atop the world headquarters of Southeastern Fly, and this is the Southeastern Fly podcast. Feel free to share this episode with your friends and your fishing partners. Click that follow button, and you'll be the first to know when an episode drops. Also, give us a positive review wherever you consume podcasts. If you find value in this episode and want to support the work we do, drop by the southeasternfly.com and just click on the Southeastern Fly store, then simply make a purchase. So what is this episode all about? Well, people ask me questions often via text and email during coaching calls and while I'm giving casting lessons, but mostly they ask the questions while I'm on a boat guiding. Those questions can sometimes seem repetitive, but also I do understand they're important to the person that's asking them. So in these episodes, we're going to offer answers to some of those questions, and we're going to call these episodes The Mailboat. Let's start with deep rivers. The Congo River is reportedly the world's deepest river at a little over 720 feet deep in parts. That's too deep for light to penetrate. That's almost two and a half football fields deep. It's reportedly the second longest river in Africa, spanning the length of almost 2,900 miles. That's almost 800 miles longer than the Appalachian Trail. Now, the Congo River is much deeper than the rivers I, that we know and love. And why am I talking about those rivers? Well, during a coaching session the other day, Andy and I were talking about a particular river, and he asked, hey, how deep is the river? Well, the real question behind the question is, how deep should I be sailing? How deep should I be fishing? So let's just say that that answer got a little lengthy. But let's break down Andy's question into three parts. So quickly, we're going to level set on some generalities. We're going to talk about an approach, and we're going to explore just a few tactical fishing concepts. Let's level set and talk about some generalities. The question behind the question, like I said, is how deep should I, I be fishing? So as we talked about the question, we got into rock formations, the amount of water in the riverbed. We talked about how rivers are formed, and our conclusion was at a high level, rivers are formed by rainfall in the surrounding rain, uh, surrounding drainage and erosion. Those are the two big contributors that, that form a river. So the river that we're talking about is, is weightable and floatable. Uh, the river holds trout and smallmouth. You can fish nymphs under an indicator and or streamers for trout and smallmouth, and that's what we're specifically going to talk about today. Some other general considerations of fish in most rivers are most of the runs are made of runs, riffles, pools, and bends. Or I should say riffles, runs, pools, and bends. Or maybe I should say bends, pools, runs, and riffles. Anyway, doesn't matter where you start. The thing is, you got to start somewhere, and let's start with riffles. And riffles are generally more shallow. Runs are generally a little deeper. Pools are longer, slower, and deeper. The water, so the water slows down. It's got a little more uh, place to put uh, the extra water so it can hold a little more volume. Bends are normally deeper on the outside and shallow on the inside. If you think about watercolor, watercolor can vary in each of those types of water as well. Variation in the watercolor can reveal changes in depth. If you can, if there is, if there's color in the river, uh, sometimes rivers can be a little bit off color. Uh, not not chocolate milk, not coffee, but off color. If that's the case, that'll kind of tell you the depths, the different depths. That includes both freestone rivers and tailwaters. 
both contain a lot of the same types of water, but both can also offer opportunity differently. So depending on the flow, the width, and the type, one may have more runs, another may have more riffles. And that and tailwaters can vary tailwater to tail, tailwater, and they do. And freestones can vary freestone to freestone, and they do. As I've talked through the characteristics of the river, you may have started, you might have started to visualize the different stretches of your favorite river. If you have started to visualize that, then I'm doing the right thing here and you're paying attention. You can begin to see those varying depths. But what we're doing is we're making this puzzle just a little less complex, and we're going to move in now your approach, which will help you even more. So observations. Observation is critical, and your approach can be DEFCON for the fish. So if you stomp into the water or just move and, and, and hit gravels a little bit loud, the fish can, lay, can, can ghost, lay down, and not come back for a while. But if you observe the stretch of water you intend to fish before you fish it, That'll tell you a little bit more about how deep you need to be fishing. So get up a little higher and look down into the water. That always helps. The water that you're going to fish, view that in smaller sections and you're, of, of where you're going to fish. So chunk it out. Cut it up into smaller chunks. And always focus on places that the fish might be feeding or resting and that sort of thing. But don't forget to look on the bank and remember your landmarks along the banks. Those will help you line up your presentations a little more. Key into those likely, likely areas for shots at the best fish, too. Generally speaking, put together a game plan. Different water can hold, hold fish. So ankle-deep water can hold nice fish just like a deep, deep run can. So if you're in ankle-deep water, fish your way into where you're ultimately are going to stand to fish if you're standing, if you're waiting. As you're moving through the water, observe the water before you step too. So look at the bottom. Remember your landmarks that are on the banks, especially if, as you move. Look at the river structure. Look where maybe a riffle ends, a run starts, the length of the pool. Always be on the lookout for fish, obviously, because that's why we're there. Now you have a little bit better understanding of the water, the structures, the contours of the, of the riverbed itself. So that's lining us up for the next part. But first, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some tactical fishing uh, information here. Jordan Red at Red's Flies is a listener and a friend of the Southeastern Fly Podcast. Jordan's patterns are tested extensively here in the Southeast and work all around the country. Testing each pattern ensures you have the best opportunity to increase your catch rate while you're on the water. Red's Flies carries hundreds of patterns, including standard nymphs and Euro nymphs, tailwater and freestone dry flies, and a very nice assortment of streamer patterns. Red's Flies is a small family-owned business, and they give back to the community by donating 10% of their profits to the Chattahoochee River Keepers, Trout Unlimited, Bonefish Tarpon Trust, and other conservation organizations who support our southern waters. Go to www.redsflies.com and spell reds with two Ds. Remember, they offer free shipping on orders of $50 or more, and if you enter the code SEFLY at checkout, you'll receive an additional 15% off your order. That's redsflies.com, and tell them you heard it on the Southeastern Five podcast. All right, we're back. Now we've done a couple things. We've level set on some generalities, uh, and we've talked about your approach. So those two things are done and behind us. And as you, if, hopefully you're on the way to the river listening to this. If you're not, I, I, that's probably where I'd listen to it was on my way. But let's move on. Let's explore some tactical fishing concepts here. So you still don't know exactly how deep to fish, 
but at least you have an idea about how deep the river is. That information can help you determine if you need to put on a heavy nymph, maybe some split shot under an indicator. Maybe you're fishing streamers and you just want to fish a floating line because it's a little more shallow and you've done your homework. Uh, Maybe you need a, a heavy sinking line or a sink tip if you're wading with streamers. Now you're starting to get into the ballpark. And as the move, river moves downstream, remember those depths are going to change up and down. So that depth's going to vary. Remember, you also need to adjust that for that depth too. That helps you. So adjusting for depth, and I like to say, keep the fly in, in, in the face of the fish. At least close to where the fish won't have to move too far to eat. If you don't do anything else, and I say this all the time, I bet every presentation I've ever done, I've said, if you don't do anything else, adjust your depth. It's critical. It can save your day many more times than it doesn't. That adjustment on that depth is what really is going to get your fly down in the face of that fish. You can't find the bottom unless you tick the bottom. That's another uh, another little tip uh, that, that, that we want to talk about. But don't keep ticking the bottom over and over and over and setting, setting, setting. If you think you're ticking the bottom, move up four, five, six inches. Uh, shorten that distance between the fly and the indicator. So that's just a little bit about how these episodes are going to go. Uh, we're going to try to do uh, about 10 of them this year, between 8 and 10. I don't want to box myself in. That's never fun. But uh, that this is what we're going to do. It's called the mail boat. And if you remember, at the beginning of this, Andy asked me, hey, David, how deep is the river? And all I can say is this, the better your observation prior to stepping into the river, the better you understand the different locations of the different structure, the better you identify the landmarks to line up your angles to fish and get good drifts and good retrieves, the closer you're going to get to the correct depth of the river, the better chance you're going to have to put your flies in front of the fish. The less energy those fish are going to have to spend to eat, and the more likely they are to eat. Like I said, feel free to share this podcast with your friends and your fishing partners. Click that follow button so you'll know when the new episode drops. Also, give us a positive review wherever you consume podcasts. And if you if you find value in this episode and you want to support the work we do, drop by Southeastern Fly, click on the store, and then simply make a purchase. So How deep is the river and how deep should you fish? Eh, I don't know. Just take this information, go to the river, go fishing and see. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the mailboat on Southeastern Fly. All right. I want to welcome back to the podcast, Seth Fields from the Hatch Outfitters in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Thanks for having me, David. Yeah, man. it's, uh, it's, uh, It's good to have you back. You were on episode 22. And we talked about tannic water, some some smallmouth fishing, that sort of thing. Yeah. I want to talk about this spring kickoff weekend you've got going on. Uh, Friday, March 24th, 2023, and Saturday, March 25th, 2023. The spring kickoff is the event that I'm going to be coming to. Uh, I'm going to bring Howard with me. And uh, but I, the whole week it sounds like you got a whole weekend planned there. So I want to touch base just for a minute on the fly fishing film tour, where you're going to do it, that sort of thing, so folks will know where that is, and then talk about Saturday the kickoff itself. So let's start with the fly fishing film tour here on Friday, March 24th. Where is it, and what do you, what are you expecting? First, we're expecting a good time. You know, it's kind of the the first big event of the year. Uh, we always tie it in with our spring kickoff. They're kind of one in the same, but uh, this year we're back at a little venue called the Camp House. 
just off downtown in Chattanooga, a great little venue, great place. We'll have beer, food, the the works. You know, we got even some special screenings going on where we've got last year's uh, Fly Fish Film Tour uh, winner for best film, Jesse. Uh, he's coming up from Tampa with our buddy Court Dothit, and they are uh, going to roll into town and we're hopefully going to do a screening of his film from last year uh, and give people a little chance to hit him with some questions or talk about his uh his guiding and what what he does in Costa Rica, which is where the film is. So also maybe a sneak peek at a uh, episode of an upcoming show that we helped film an episode doing some musky fishing on. It's a great show that's kind of up and coming. Uh, this is their their opening season, so we're kind of trying to drum up some support. So aside from just the film tour, which is already awesome, we've got a couple uh, you know customized events for the evening so uh yeah that film tour kicks it all off on friday night and then saturday is the kickoff the real spring kickoff yeah i've done several of those film tours been to them uh work work some things at them and sounds like yours is going to have a little bit of extra that a lot of the others haven't had that's interesting we like yeah we, we go a little extra sometimes but <laughs> yeah you keep it up dude that's that's what that's what sets y'all apart from a lot of the other other places that I've been to, you've got a little bit of last year. You've got this year's fly fishing field tour. It sounds like you got a little bit of uh, extra in there from from maybe something in the future. Is that right? Well, I'm not sure. It's a it's a TV show that some some guys have uh, been filming across the country, and we just happened to end up on it doing a little musky fishing. So maybe maybe they're going to air that episode that we helped film just to kind of make people aware of the that that show. I think it's going to be on. Waypoint TV and maybe some other networks. So uh, we're excited about it. And we just want to give those guys an opportunity to kind of showcase what they've got going on. Oh, yeah. The guys at Waypoint, they're they're good. They're a good, good group of folks. Yeah. Where exactly is the camp house? Uh, camp house is on on 12th Street, uh, you know, just just kind of outside the 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 downtown area just off a off a UTC campus. It's a venue where they host multiple events throughout the year. It's got like a built-in restaurant and uh, we'll have Naked River Brewing, which is one of our local breweries show up. There might be some casting on the lawn. Uh, who knows what all what all we'll get into uh, that evening. It's, uh, we don't like to put in too many rules and regulations around it. Uh, just a bunch of good people hanging out and uh, we'll see where it takes us. I know exactly where UTC is. I've played, paid them quite a bit of money. <laughs> uh, or we have my, my wife and I have paid them quite a bit of money, so uh, yeah. that's a, that's a nice there. Chattanooga, I, I grew up there, so I know it's just a it's a, it's much better down there than when I grew up. I mean, it was uh, sketch to say the least. Where I was, yeah, a, a city there. a city rebuilt, a city rebuilt. You know, absolutely, yeah. So after the after the fly fishing film tour on the twenty fourth, we're going to roll into Saturday morning, I guess. March 25th, yeah. and that's the kickoff itself. And you're going to have uh, manufacturers, guides, artists, I guess, probably. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. I want to know about more more about that. Yeah, a little bit of everything. You know, it's uh, it's obviously, you know, we're a fly shop, and we're trying to incorporate as many uh, regional and national fly fishing brands and people as we can. But there's a little bit for everyone. Like you said, we have... Uh, got some artists this year we've got will harrison who's an artist from uh he's a aussie he's a australian born artist that lives in alabama he's coming up to showcase some of his watercolors 
incredible stuff. My buddy's wife runs a potted plant thing. So there's like stuff for the, the non, non-fishers, you know, there's good barbecue. Chatterbox Barbecue is going to be providing the food this year, a local spot in town that puts up some incredible barbecue. Yeah. And then aside from that, you know, we've got Siegler Reels. We're kind of, uh, we're going to be a new Siegler dealer this, this uh, coming spring and, and summer. And here on out. And so we're kind of showcasing those reels, letting people know what they're all about. G Loomis Fly Rods is going to be there. They've got some new rods that are haven't been mentioned to the public yet, but we're going to get to kind of unveil them at the the kickoff. Waterworks Lampson's in the house, Sims, Abel, also Ross Reels. I think there's going to be Thomas and Thomas Fly Rods also there. Choda, the the waiting apparel company, ASG. We've we've got a, a full lineup, you know, and then on top of that, there's all the guides, which I'm I'm equally as excited about that, and just you know, getting the the audience and all the visitors uh, a chance to meet some really incredible guides in the region, like yourself. Uh, you're going to be there, and like you mentioned, going to have Howard, who's another guy that we we do a lot of trips with, and uh, love to send people to Howard. But we've got guys from Buddy Corks coming up from Tampa. I mentioned. You know, Jesse Mails is coming up and he has an outfit out of Costa Rica, but then there's a lot of more regional stuff. Some guys from North Georgia, some from our region. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, just an opportunity for people to kind of walk around the parking lot and meet lots of different folks and check out different tables. Uh, we've got casting areas, free casting lessons with Wanda Taylor, who's one of the best in the business. Uh, we're super lucky that she's local. Uh, and she's always willing to help out at these events. Usually, we've done it the last couple of years, a, a ladies-only casting class at 11 a.m. to kind of kick off the first scheduled event of the day. Uh, she'll do another one. Might have to check my notes. But yeah, I think at 1.30, a general casting class with her. Uh, and then we'll have a little bit of a, a casting competition uh, at, a, at about 3 p.m. at the end of the day. Uh, after we close the shop down, we'll all get out there and, and laugh at each other. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe throw some of those new G. Loomis uh, rods around. Um, but yeah, there's going to be, you know, lots of stuff going on. Tons of sales in the shop on just about everything. Rods, reels, clothing, flies. We stock up pretty heavy for this one. This is our biggest event of the year. I guess one question is, and people sometimes will shy away if it rains, have you got a backup plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We, you know, there's always a, a little contingency plan. The the building that we're we're in, uh, the upstairs is actually being outfitted currently to be an event space, uh, mm-hmm. but it is it's currently under construction. That's not going to be uh, our our saving grace if it rains this year. But in the same building, there are uh, a, other units that we're able to occupy and go inside. Uh, if the if the weather turns bad, so yeah, no matter what, rain rain shine, we're gonna do it. Barbecue, beer, uh, and and a lot of good people. So you know, we'll, if if it rains, we'll we'll take it. Whatever comes. Yeah, you had me at barbecue, of course, <laughs> <laughs> and me at beer, and, and and maybe a beer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little adult beverage. Beverage. I yeah. want to make sure that we had a backup plan because a lot of times people will drive, you know couple of hours to go to one of these shows, two or three hours, and they think, well, it's raining. I probably they're probably not going to have it. But you've got a backup plan, which a lot of folks don't have. Yeah. Uh, which is really good. So yeah. We'll we'll be we'll be we'll get cozy if it, if it, if we have to take it indoors, it'll be cozy. But yeah, you know, all the all the better. Uh we'll we'll have uh a whole other unit of my building open up to us. Oh, uh, it, so yeah, it's it's gonna be 
It's going to be good either way, for sure. Rain or shine. Rain or shine. Friday, March 24th, fly fishing film, film tour at Camp House. And then Saturday, March 25th, the kickoff is at the Hatch Outfitters in Chattanooga. You can find, where can they find you at? The Thehatchoutfitters.com is there. Uh, our Facebook page has events where you can kind of uh, set yourself reminders and, 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 and join the conversation there, uh, as well as on Instagram. Uh, at the Hatch Outfitters. Uh, yeah, we've got the info all, all out there. So, And someone can always reach out to the to the shop if they have any questions. Uh, just the shop number, 423-541-4691. We're pretty easy to get a hold of. So you just listened to Seth Fields from the Hatch Outfitters on Southeastern Fly. See you next time.